Hey, welcome to our first online gathering at the Santa Maria Foursquare Church. I am, uh, well, I'm preaching from my uh, slippers uh, for the very first time in my life. So that's kind of a cool thing. I hope you are comfortable and uh, maybe in your PJs or have a nice hot cup of coffee in your hand. But uh, hey, before we get into this new series that we're starting this weekend called Taking New Ground, I just want to take a moment and uh, pray for you. But as I'm praying for you, I'd, I'd really also like you to join me in prayer for the churches around us here in the Santa Maria Valley. Um, and we have some uh, amazing leaders, spiritual fathers and mothers of the faith who are pastoring some amazing churches. And uh, I spent quite a bit of time um, online with them this week. And I know that there are some that are really facing some of their own personal um, health issues and things not related to the coronavirus. Um, but would you just join with me right now in lifting up churches and people all over our region? Jesus, thank you, um, Lord, for, uh, for your presence, Lord, in our city and in our region. And God, I pray right now, Lord, not only for our church and not only for us, but God, I pray for the many excellent churches, Father, that are proclaiming your word and are ministering your truth and your power and your grace, Lord, throughout this entire region. So, Lord, would you be with leaders? Would you be with parents? Would you be with kids? And, Lord, would you be with us? Lord, whatever situation, Lord, is uh, that my friends are in right now, Lord, whether they're healthy um, or whether they're not, Lord, whether they're dealing with fear or whether they're not, Lord, I just ask that right now, in whatever circumstance they're in, that you would meet them right now, Lord, even as we look at your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, well, like I said, today we're starting a new series called Taking New Ground. And uh, you may be wondering, you know, why are we starting a series called Taking New Ground? I'm, I'm, I'm barely trying to hold on to the ground I already have. What do you mean take new ground? Is this really the season for that? And I think you're going to see along with me from Joshua, the book of Joshua, and we're starting right in uh, chapter 1, verse 1, you're going to see that God was urging them forward even when they were in the time of great crisis. And so I want you to read along with me Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses my servant is dead. Now, then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the, um, all the Hittite um, country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. It's a good word. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Lock on, that you may be successful wherever you go. 
Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So what's the background to Joshua chapter 1? Where were these people in their story um, when God drops this uh, heavy revelation right on them? Well, this is at the end of a very long uh, 40 years. Now, 40 years earlier, you might remember God's people, the Israelites, they were in captivity in Egypt. But God raised up a leader named Moses uh, to set them free, to be their rescuer. And uh, so... Moses sets the people free, but man, just about as soon as they got out of Egypt, their hearts became hard. Um, their hearts really went far from God. They began to disobey the Lord. And so in their story, which could have been a very quick one to go from slavery into their promised land, God hit pause. And if you've been with our church family, you know that that phrase has significant meaning. Uh, you can go back into our podcast and, and look for the series that we've just been wrapping up about when God hits pause. Well, God hit a major pause button on the people of Israel. They were in the wilderness now for 40 extra years. That was never God's original intent, but because of the hardness of people's hearts, he had to pit, hit pause on them. And so... Something really interesting happens then is that Moses, the leader, the, the one who had rescued them, right before they're about to go into the promised land, Moses dies. And so here God is speaking this word to a new generation and to a new leader, Joshua. And in verse 2, we read these words spoken from the Lord that begins with this, Moses, my servant, is dead. And I want you to just think for a moment about the weight of those words upon those people. The entire older generation had passed away over these uh, previous 40 years. Literally only three from the previous generation remained. There was Moses, Joshua, and Caleb. But at this time, the entire population was now under 40 years of age. And none of them had parents any longer. None of them had grandparents any longer. So this entire generation looked to Moses, well, to be more than just a great leader, he was really looked at as their father. And more than just a father, man, he was their rescuer, their leader. I would even say that he would almost be I don't know, interpreted maybe as their trusted president, uh, prophet, and pastor. I mean, he was just everything to them. So I believe that in the people's hearts at that time, they would have been crying out, God, everything that we've relied on, the very one that we've relied on is, has been ripped from us. We're lost. And right into that story, God speaks something very different. All is not lost. Yeah, Moses is dead. But the promise is not dead. It's now time for you to rise up and take new ground. And I'm just wondering, right in this moment, 
uh, how some of you may be feeling like these Israelites at that time, or you may feel that everything that you've been relying on in life for just your sustenance and success, everything feels like it's been ripped away. In fact, I, I wonder if maybe someone listening to this message or watching this message, that you may be someone who's actually lost a loved one even due to this COVID-19 disease. It's very possible. And to you, my heart goes out. And I know God's heart goes out to you as well. Because what you've relied upon, those people around you, it's like, where are they? They're gone. Um, or maybe very sick and you're so concerned for them. And maybe you're dealing with other kinds of loss right now because of this pandemic that we're facing globally. Many are dealing with the loss of employment, you know, just their sustenance. How are we going to live? How are we going to uh, put food on the table and a roof over our head? Uh, many, especially those who are older, have been watching their retirement accounts this week kind of vanish before their eyes and say, what is going on with our world? Those very things that we've relied upon are now gone. And all of us have certainly had our sense of security and stability just rocked um, over these past days. Everything we've been leaning on has been shaken. And this chapter starts with God saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. And we have to start from this place of understanding that and sometimes the rug does get pulled out from our feet. And, and, but God's calling us forward nonetheless. I believe that God is speaking to you and to me and saying this, that you may feel that all is lost. You may feel disoriented, but God wants to assure you and me that it is not over. All is not lost. And in fact, it's time to take new ground. What you've relied on the past is gone, but my presence and my promise, they remain. And see, this is where faith really has to enter the picture. Because in our human nature, we want to see the visible reality of God's power because uh, that, in our minds, is going to make all the difference. I want to see this work. I want to see God's power. But what we see in this story is that the visible evidence of God's power often is preceded by his invisible realities, that of his promise and his presence. We want something tangible. We want something visible. But God says, hey, kids, trust me. I am with you and my promise still stands for you. Those of us who have learned to put our trust in God's promise and his presence have discovered that actually those things are enough. They're actually more than enough. They're everything that we need to succeed in this life. My hope is not built on the things that God can do for me. My hope's foundation are in the promises of my faithful God. How about you? So how can we prepare ourselves to take new ground when everything we're, um, we've been relying on seems to have been ripped away from us? I'm going to point out three things in these nine verses that we've already looked at and, and just highlight them to your attention and call us to focus on them for the next moments. 
Number one, be secure in God's presence. It was in Joshua 1.5 that we read, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. We know what it means to, to not leave someone. You know, we're, we stick by them and God's promise is to do that very thing. But what does it mean when God said, I don't forsake you? Forsake means to turn away, kind of to turn your back on someone. And this is so important because I think that many feel like, yeah, God may be present, uh, but I feel like he's turned his back on me. And I'm not sure why you may feel that way, but I know that in many people's stories, they feel like they've blown it, uh, they've doubted God, they've hurt other people, and uh, you know what? Let's all admit it. Uh, We've all been there. We've all done those very things. And this often can cause that sense that, man, God God has forsaken me. He's turned his back on me. But he wants you to know right now, you are not forsaken. That is his promise. In fact, it was the Apostle Paul who wrote to the church uh, in Corinth in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 5.19. We're reminded of this when he wrote, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. (laughs) He no longer counts our sin against us. Isn't that fantastic that Jesus actually came, sent by God to be a reconciler, that anything that stands between us and God could forever be torn down. That's what reconciliation is, that we who once were far apart, really our backs to each other, that when with what Jesus did on the cross and his coming to earth is so that he would pay a price on the cross one that we could never pay so that we could be secure in our relationship with God forever. And that's such an amazing promise. You are not forsaken and I'm not forsaken. God loves you. God loves me. And I think we can right now kind of do the happy dance and uh, be excited about that. It's a tremendous reality, a tremendous promise. And then we go on in verse 9, and we read this. He says, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. And there's another promise. There's nothing that you're facing right now that you're facing alone. God is with you. There is nothing you will walk through in the days ahead where you're going to walk into that alone. This is the reality of God's presence. And because of that, we can be secure. We'll never take new ground when we're walking in fear. But because God is with us, we can move forward. He will be with us wherever we go. So, number one, be secure in God's presence. Second thing is this, be saturated in God's word. In verse 8, we read this. He said, keep this book of the law always. Say, 
always, always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. We can keep God's word always on our lips. We can meditate on it day and night. I believe this is the language of saturation. And right now we're being saturated by all kinds of things. You know, we're being saturated by the news. Man, the news is just bombarding us with stories from all over the world. And, you know, some uh, we, we look at and go, I'm not sure if that's exactly accurate, but I'll tell you what, all news stories that we're being saturated in have just enough fear laced in them to keep us glued uh, to what we're seeing and what we're reading. So we're being saturated by the news. We're also being saturated, I think, more than ever with social media. And have you ever seen Instagram and Facebook and, and, and Twitter blow up as much as it has right now, we're being saturated by messages, some humorous, some really, really fearful of what's taking on, but we're just saturated, we're just marinating in that. And we're also uh, saturating in entertainment. You know, right now here in California, you know, we've been called to shelter in place and home. And then, so what does everybody do? Uh, they go to Netflix, right? And uh, came across this article just yesterday on Friday that CNN reported this. Netflix and YouTube will reduce their streaming quality in Europe for at least the next month to prevent the internet collapsing under the strain of unprecedented usage due to the coronavirus pandemic. Oh my gosh, people are binging so much on entertainment, saturating themselves just with entertainment that, uh, that they're having to like reduce the stream quality just so it doesn't crash the whole internet. We, we are saturated with anything that we're always talking about and always thinking about. This is exactly what God was saying about his word, that it should always be what we're talking about, always be what we are thinking about. In fact, God says that our success depends on it. When we're saturated in his word, he says, then you will be prosperous and successful. God's word is designed really to be our lifeblood, our source of strength, our, our source of hope, no matter what else is swirling around us, no matter what else is coming against us, God's word will prevail. In fact, it was King David who wrote these words in Psalm 119 verse 50. David said this, he said, in all of my affliction, I find great comfort in your promises for they have kept me alive. Hey, I don't know what you're turning to right now or what you may be saturating yourself in, but God's word says that great success and even our prospering is going to come as we saturate ourselves in his word. That's true success. That even when I'm going through the thick of it, even when I'm feeling afflicted, like King David said, that we would find our strength in God through his word. 
It's God's word, his very promise to you and me, found in his word that keeps us alive and moving forward to take new ground. We'll never take new ground when our words and our thoughts don't match God's. Yeah, not matching what's on the news, not matching what our friends are saying on social media, or not uh, matching what entertainment is pumping into our minds, but being saturated with the word of God. So be, be secure in God's presence. Be saturated in God's word. And number three, be strong in courage. Three times in these nine verses, God reminds his people, be strong and courageous. This isn't a call to like some superhuman physical strength. In fact, I don't know, but right now you might be suffering. You might be in a sick bed. You might have the coronavirus. You might be battling right now. And the last thing that you need someone uh, here telling you is, come on, just muscle up and be strong. I don't think that's really what God was encouraging his people with. He was saying that this is about being strong in courage. God is saying, this is not the time to give up. No matter what you're facing, soldier up and move on. It's true that what you've relied upon in the past, much of it is gone. Feels like it's been ripped away. In other words, what's taking you this far isn't going to be what takes you further. But don't give up. You can courageously move forward and take new ground. I am with you. I remember about six years ago getting a call from my doctor uh, pronouncing that I had thyroid cancer. And man, it put my world into a spin because, you know, what, what, do you, what do you do when you get a diagnosis? You Google it. And uh, what I quickly found is that the thyroid, which they were going to be literally ripping from my body, uh, controls so many different things about just who we are as people. You know, my, my strength and my energy, my metabolism, even my sleep, my heart rate, even my mood, all of these things I discovered were controlled by this thing that they were saying, yeah, we're going to take this from you. And I remember being scared. I really remember feeling like what I relied upon in life that I didn't even know that I relied upon, but that I found that I did was going to be ripped from me. And it really, really was frightening. But right at that time, and God showed up in my story in such a beautiful way. I think I rediscovered things about the Lord both just in his presence, through his people, and through his word that brought so much encouragement to me. Do you hear that? Encouragement. Be strong and courageous. One of my friends sent me this scripture. It's uh, from the first verses of Isaiah chapter 43. And this is what it said. It spoke so much to me. I trust that it's going to speak to you right now. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, 
they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, on my journey with cancer, I, I kind of had this uh, Isaiah chapter 43 moment because I was one who had to walk through those waters. I'd walk through the fire of cancer and surgery and treatment. But what I discovered was that the very words that God spoke to Isaiah were true also for me. Even though I didn't see this miraculous power of the Lord bringing this breakthrough healing in my circumstance, what I did experience was his presence and his promise. He was with me right through it all. And I know that God is right here with you and with me in these moments. So this passage, Joshua 1, 1 through 9, ends with these words. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You can move forward to take new ground when you are strong in courage. Not because of your own physical strength, but because you know the one who is with you is strong, that he is your Lord and Savior. Can I pray with you? Jesus, I just pray right now, Lord, for those who are watching or listening to this message. And God, I believe that your word has been speaking to me over these past days. And so, Lord, I, I trust and believe that you're also speaking to all those who have heard these words from Joshua chapter 1, about taking new ground, even when everything that we've relied upon seems to have been ripped away. And God, so I speak to those right now, Lord, who are in hospital beds. I speak to those who are in fear. I speak to those, Lord, who are so greatly concerned for their children and, and for their family members and loved ones. God, I pray, Lord, for each one, Lord, that these words will go straight into our soul. Lord, that we can be secure in your presence. Lord, that we can saturate ourselves in your word and find strength. And Lord, that we can be strong and we can be courageous, not because of ourselves, Lord, but because your promise is that you are with us. So Lord, we ask, Father, that any who are far from you Lord, will right now in this moment turn toward you. God, we use that word repent because it literally means turning. And, and so, Lord, we turn our hearts to you. And, Lord, we receive the promise, Lord, that you don't turn your back on us, that you do not forsake us. No matter what our past has been, no matter the sin, no matter the brokenness, no matter the hurt, Lord, we can be turned toward you, and we know that you are waiting for us with open arms. Reconciliation, Lord, with you. Lord, you use the words being born again of having that newness of life found in you when we simply put our trust in your presence and in your promise. God, you are who you say you are. And Jesus, we declare right now, you are Lord. 
And right now, wherever you are, I'd encourage you to just put those words on your lips. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord, and you're the Lord of this whole world. You're the Lord over every situation, even over every disease. Hey, before I go, I want to encourage you that uh, if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, something that we can partner with, I'd encourage you to go to our website. It's going to be up on the screen in a second. It's sm4.org, sm4.org. And right on the front page, the home page, you're going to see a virtual connection card link. Click that. goes to our contact page. Hey, let us know. Do you have any needs? Do you have something that we can be praying for you about? Because, man, we have so many people right now praying, and we want to pray for you. So whatever your situation, log on, sm4.org. Let us know how we can pray for you. Hey, you're loved. We'll see you soon.